I couldn't be religious and gay. It was impossible. I was being marketed as some sort of like teenage it girl. When a girl kissed me on my 18th birthday, a whole other world opened up to me. I was a minor nuisance. Eight Australians will tell you about the choices that have led them to unexpected places. These are some of the stories you will hear on Let Me Tell You, a podcast where real people tell incredible real stories. Look for Let Me Tell You and follow wherever you get your podcasts. This is a podcast for the SBS Emerging Writers Competition. The SBS Emerging Writers Competition invites aspiring writers to share their unique stories, with the winner awarded $5,000 to support the development of their storytelling. Head to sbs.com.au forward slash writers to find out more. Hello and welcome to The New Writers Room, a podcast for emerging writers. My name is Caitlin Chang. I'm Candice Chong. We're two commissioning editors at SBS Voices. We're here today to talk about all of the things that go into memoir writing. I think for me, the goodest story is a simple story, simple writing, but with a deep layer. Yeah, I like writing simple. So Candice, today we have a very special episode. We're speaking with Kurdish-Iranian journalist and celebrated author Beirouz Bouchani. So Beirouz is one of our judges for this year's Emerging Writers Competition. His best-selling book, No Friend But The Mountain, won the 2019 Victorian Prize for Literature. It also won the National Biography Prize and was the non-fiction winner of the Australian Book Industry Awards. Yes, and the stunning thing is Beirouz's memoir was written entirely in text messages over WhatsApp, Mm. shedding light on what happened on Manus Island from the inside. So we're really excited today to chat to him about the power of storytelling. We spoke to him over a slightly choppy line over Zoom from Christchurch, where he is a writer in residence at the University of Canterbury. So hi, Beirouz. Welcome to the New Writers' Room. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, thank you very much for having me. Where are we speaking to you from today? Uh, I'm in uh, Christchurch. And how, how are you finding life in Christchurch? Uh, Christchurch, actually, it is a city which uh, traumatised because of the uh, earthquake mm. Mm. Uh, and also the mosque attack. Mm. Two years ago, three years ago, actually. Mm. That's why it's a kind of a broken city. But I have a theory that I should say that to the key is that we must force ourselves to love this city. Yeah, it's a, it is a city that's been through a lot of trauma. And so how are you, I guess, settling into life in New Zealand? You've been there for about since August last year. Yeah, I have been here since November. Oh, sorry. Yeah, November. And does it feel like a place like you can call home or how do you feel about it in that sense? It's really difficult to call a place home. Yeah. But I have a strong connection with a place. So everywhere I go, I feel, you know, I create some connection. So that's why I say that when I leave a place, a city or a village, always a a part of me remain. Tehran, the capital city, and before that, uh, Elam, the province in Iran. So everywhere I go, I feel that when I leave, some 
part of me remain. Hmm. So that is my connection with place. But I'm happy to don't feel a place or don't accept a place as a home. That is another feeling. Hmm. Well, it's not necessary that everywhere you go, you accept it as your home. How is university life? Yeah, in university, so I have an office in the literature department, English literature department. And before that, for a year, I was with Naitao Research Center, which is for uh, Maori in the university. So they do research uh, about Maori culture and resistance and history. I was there for a year, but five months ago, I moved to English department. So I have an office there, so just I go there sometimes. But uh, it's really difficult to stay in an office. Yeah. I'm, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, naturally, I'm not an office person. <laughs> but I force myself to go there. Do you cycle there? Do you mean bike? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That is uh, sometimes I say, if we say well, one sentence about myself, I say that, a man who is cycling. Yeah. <laughs> I do that a lot and because uh, it is a flat city and has mm. some places. Uh, there is a river here, a big park, which is uh, Hagley Park. So I do cycling a lot, actually. Sometimes three hours, four hours per day. Um, wow. Uh, yeah. But not every day, but I do it a lot, yeah. And I read that you um, like taking long walks as well. Do you do that a lot in New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. That is my favorite thing, you know, to walk. I walk a lot. Mm. Yeah, I walk. Sometimes I just go to Littleton. Littleton is a small village out of the city. Mm-hmm. So I go there and sometimes I climb the hills the mm. uh, crashers has beautiful hills and um, sometimes just walk at evening into the city and just and come back so yeah it's my favorite just walking lovely do you um sometimes compose stories as you walk or think about writing actually these days i do when i so when I walk, I most of the time I just listen to short stories. Nice. And sometimes just I listen to piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I'm listening to music, yeah, I think about stories or different things, you know, not always the stories, but yeah. yeah, I love it. I love it. So when I walk, I feel that I think better. Yeah, great. It's like being in the shower, creative thoughts flow, I guess. Oh, in the shower? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, in the shower, I just, uh, yeah, I think it is a good place to think. Yeah. Yeah, but I I used to walking. So when I walk, mm. I think I think better. Yeah. Mm. It's Excellent. like moving meditation, walking. Yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But walking, it's not good when you write, you think a lot. I, mm. I'm i not agree with that. But the best way to improve your writing and write more is just uh, writing itself. Yes. Yeah. When you think about a story a lot, 
sometimes uh, make it difficult to write it down. Yeah, it it's a skill that you have to kind of practice. I think, like the piano or playing the violin, I think it's something you kind of have mm. to keep doing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So every day, I think people should write. I don't do that. Just that mm. is my my experience. <laughs> Good advice. <laughs> the best way to write is just write. Yeah. Have you? I wanted to ask you. Have you always seen yourself as a writer? Like, did you? Were you interested in writing as a child growing up? I think writing to become a writer, I became a writer in a, like a classic way, like mm. a, uh, which I was not aware. I didn't want to become a writer. Just I, you know, it was a process of becoming a writer. But I know that these days um, in the universities or in the workshop, people go there and, you know, they attend the creative uh, writing classes or you know it's like uh, became more professional that just people go there and they become a writer but still uh, most of those people cannot become a writer so that is very but for me just uh, it was like a process yeah of becoming and still i am learning still i'm mm. you know yeah i should do more I should practice more I should yeah you know yeah. struggle is a part of this uh, life mm. you know struggle to write yeah and I think that's something that all writers deal with you kind of go through yeah, exactly. phases where you've got creative output and then literally writer's block you know yes, exactly you know like yeah. Hemingway yeah Ernest Hemingway say that you already uh, wrote hmm. you already did so yeah. you can write again he also said write drunk and edit sober so he's got lots of good <laughs> good little tips <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. but I'm curious to know kind of where your interest came from in words and writing were you a you know were you a big reader as a child or how did it kind of progress for you no, actually, I was not a big reader. Yeah, I was not a big reader. So for me, I, I was not in, I didn't grow up in a family, like an um, intelligent family. Right. I mean, in terms of writing and art. Mm-hmm. But no, I think that is a part of Kurdish culture as well. Yeah. That in Kurdistan, uh, our writers, our poets, sometimes they become... You know, you cannot forget about politics. You know, politics always is there. Mm. So in Kurdistan, you know, most of our writers, musicians, artists, they are highly involved in politics as well. Mm. So, you know, actually sometimes politics force you to write, you know, yeah. because... There is a resistance in Kurdistan, resistance uh, movement. And sometimes, you know, you look at it as a political act because you you want to write, you know, you want to share your ideas, you want to impact. And after a while, yeah, you become a writer. <laughs> you know, I mean, political situation forced us to write. So for me, it was like this, you know, 
I had to write. I didn't have a choice. Well, our writing competition this year, the theme is Between Two Worlds. I wanted to ask you, what does the idea of being between two worlds mean for you? Actually, for me, I think I should talk about myself in this context. Yeah. I myself, I'm a big example of this, you know, my life, that to become a refugee, actually, or leave your country or homeland, I compare it to death. It seems that you die once and you want to, and you're born again, you know? So for me, it's completely two different worlds. And in Iran, I experienced that, you know, that I was in somewhere and then I moved to another place. So the first place was like a countryside. So I'm a village boy, which is a a part of my identity and I really love it. And that's, you know, and I think... It hugely uh, impact on me, the way I uh, understand culture and people. Mm. But in other side, I was living in uh, the capital city as well. You know, so that was a, for me was completely two different world. And then again, that happened that now I am in a different world. It's completely different. So that's uh, for me, I think I myself as a, I am a big example. Yeah. Well, what makes a good story for you? What do you like to read? I think for me, the goodest story is a simple story, simple writing, but with a deep uh, layer. Mm. Yeah, different layers. You know, I will to write like that, you know, just write simply. Yeah, I like writing simple. And that's hard to do, isn't it? It's very difficult, yeah. So that is our job. That's why we, yeah, we always should struggle. Beirus, um, speaking of new ideas, uh, what projects are you working on at the moment? What creative projects? I'm working on a collection of short stories. <laughs> yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't believe in a writers who say that I'm working on this book. When you say don't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Back to the competition. Why have you signed on to be a judge? I like young people. I like young people a lot because I think that is, uh, that relate to my life. Because Mm. when I was 18 years old, 17 years old, 20 years old, I feel that I wasted my life as well on that time because probably I didn't have a good teacher. I didn't have someone in my life to inspire me. Mm. So that's why when I see young people, I like them. I want to just share my experience with them. And I think that is important. Beirus, what's your advice for people who want to become writers or to tell their own life stories? I think people should work. Work. I mean, I don't mean writing. I mean work. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. different jobs. Get a job and work, you know, and just experience a uh, new thing, you know. So, I mean, 
with writing is that, you know, if you don't experience life, if you don't spend time, if you don't share your moments with the different layers of the society, if you don't experience people, you cannot write, you, you become a narrow-minded uh, writer. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think alongside reading and writing, which is, are very important, Mm. Life is important. Life itself is very important. So otherwise you become, if you sit in your office, you know, literature is about life. It's about, literature is life. So definitely people should experience, not crazy experience. I don't mean that. (laughs) I mean uh, to live like an adventurist no no i don't mean that i mean just to live fully yeah yeah exactly you know and i think we should do something that we don't like sometimes yeah Mm, absolutely (laughs) so live fully experience life fully and then sit down and write and do the work yeah yeah well thank you so much beirut i think you are going to inspire a lot of people to enter the competition it's been a really lovely conversation Uh, it's really very interesting project and experience for me that we Mm. meet young writers from us it's great well thank you so much it's my pleasure thank you the new writers room is produced by caitlin chang and candace chung and edited and mixed by jeremy wilmot Our executive producers are Natalie Hambly and Danielle Teutsch. You can find SBS Voices on Facebook or on Twitter. Entries for the SBS Emerging Writers Competition close on September 16th and you can find out more by heading to sbs.com.au forward slash writers. And if you'd like to pitch a story to SBS Voices, you can email voices at sbs.com.au. The official anthology of the 2020 SBS Emerging Writers Competition is out now at all good bookshops. Roots, Home is Who We Are, published by Hardy Grant Books in partnership with SBS, features 30 of the best entries to inspire you to get writing.